Hello, welcome to Betsy Goes to the Movies. I'm Betsy. So, last time we did Space Jam's New Legacy, I had feelings. And I know I said I wasn't going to do the original because I've seen it so much, but you know, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. I, I, my soul needs that. So, the original one came out in 1996 from Warner Brothers obviously. It stars Michael Jordan as himself, Bill Murray as himself, Wayne Knight as Stan. I really wish they had brought Billy West back to do the Bugs Bunny voice in the new one, but they didn't. So anyway, I have a mockingbird. Wow, that is literally the first time. Sorry, I also have my window open and the birds are going crazy at the feeders. And for the first time in the two years and four months I've lived in this house, I have mockingbirds. Like, that's just crazy to me, you guys. I have never lived in a home where I ne did not have a mockingbird, and it's never happened here. The woodpeckers are back! Oh my goodness! The woodpeckers are back! I have a red-breasted woodpecker! Holy crap, look at him go! Jesus, no wonder my bird feeders are getting decimated. This is amazing. Now I just need the hummingbirds. Speaking of, I probably need to replace the nectar. Okay, focus, Betsy, come on. Clearly, as you can see, my ability to get distracted has not changed whatsoever in the last month and a half. Also, there are no crows. Where, where the fuck are all the crows? How do you live in a city that has no crows? Okay, focus. So one of the things that I like about this movie, as opposed to the sequel, is the fact that Michael Jordan's, the synopsis of his life, is done in the opening credits. It's not a standalone story. Also, this is only an hour and 27 minutes, as opposed to the two hours I had to sit through the first time, or the last time. Okay, sorry, going on. I think their first clue that their amusement park was not going to be okay is the fact they named it Moron Mountain. Like, who wants to go to the top of something called Sludge Summit? The Goon Squad aliens are so freaking adorable. Big tiny new thing. Hate to break it to you, bud. Customer is not always right. Ew, he's slimy. I wish that I would have a bank of TVs suddenly all play Looney Tunes. That would be cool. It, it was my favorite cartoon show growing up. Also, I watch operas. Like, I have a subscription to the Met and the Vienna Opera House apps. No matter how many times I watch The Barber of Seville, I will always and forever see Bugs Bunny on top of Elmer Fudd's head. Aw, Michael Jordan's baseball career. Aw, Piggly Wigglies. Yes, this is basically just me reminiscing over the 90s. Also, love that the Looney Tunes world is actually at the center of the Earth. You know, as opposed to other places it was in other movies. So I feel like when this came out, I never realized how much noise there is until I start recording. And then it's like, oh yeah, no, there are a gazillion cars driving by and things backing up. Anyway. The, I feel like the animation for Looney Tunes was so close to the original. Billy West is so 
good as bugs. Also, I love the old gags. Like the way Bugs tricks them in the beginning and then runs away. Back at Michael Jordan's house in the real world. I love Charles the Bulldog. And back in the Looney Tunes verse. See, this is why you don't judge a book by its cover when they're like, oh, they're short. We'll challenge them to a basketball game. <laughs> Annette Benning did was much calmer than I would have been if a weird raincoat sat down next to me and green things started coming out the middle. It would suck to be a sports superstar and all of a sudden it, your ability to play the game just goes right away. Also, how did nobody notice the purple smoke like sneaking across the court and infecting these guys? I feel like the Goon Squad would have been better to not reveal to the Looney Tunes that they had stolen the NBA star's powers, that they were suddenly massive basketball monsters. I love Bill Murray so much. I really love the chemistry that Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, and Bill Murray all have on the golf course. I love the scene when Michael Jordan gets pulled into the hole and how everyone's just sort of frozen, just staring, and there's just one shoe and a hat. The shoe and the hat are a nice touch. Bill <laughs> Murray's just like, so what kind of camera is that? Stop pointing it at me. Throwing it away now. I don't think he was expecting the Easter Bunny. I don't think he was expecting a bunny at all. So I didn't say this before, but I really did think LeBron James himself did a good job in the first, in the second movie, especially interacting with cartoon characters. And eventually in this, Michael Jordan gets that same kind of comfort, but when he's first in the tune world, not quite so much. Ha, I'm a baseball player. Right, and I'm a Shakespearean actor. Ew. The spit shine part. I forgot about that. Yeah, the scene in the basketball court is when Michael like really starts getting into it and clicking. Probably because they turned him into a basketball. <laughs> oh, this the montage when all of the players are trying to get their talent back, and Charles Barkley is going is in church praying, saying, "I'll never get another technical. I'll never trash talk." I don't know if y'all remember that was kind of his thing, like being a dick on the court. Also, I don't know if anyone remembers how short Muggsy was. He's an amazing fucking player. Like, he was so fast. But the scene in the therapist's office where everyone's on the couch and then he's the only one that actually normally fits on the couch. Calling her doll really didn't help. Why does he have... Why are his shoes on the ceiling? Oh, yeah, I meant the part where Daffy and Bugs have to go to Michael's house to get his basketball gear, including his North Carolina shorts that he wore under his Bulls uniform every game, which grossed them out. I love Charles the Bulldog. <laughs> I forgot about the medium when the stars who lost their talent all go to see the psychic. Okay, so... I have done my fair share of digging with shovels, and no, there's no way he dug that much in that period of time without somebody 
saying something to him because he ripped up half that golf course. Of course, lucky for him, he was still out there when Bugs and Daffy walked by. I can't imagine that you play basketball that long and just forget how to do it overnight. Dunking montage. Oh look, there's Stan. Wayne Knight was so underappreciated. The big game. Well, they just get decimated. But they get decimated by playing just regular old basketball. Slick of Stan to sneak into the monster's dressing room. Too bad he got caught. But then they let him leave. Like, they do whatever makes him look like he was set on fire, but then he's still able to go back and tell Michael and the Looney Tunes what they did. All of this trick in the book, stick water in a bottle, put a label on it, saying it's some kind of magic potion, and everybody takes it and thinks they're something like insanely talented and strong. Okay, I'm not as thrilled about the fact I have cowbirds. Aw, poor Stan. He doesn't get any of Michael's secret stuff, which sounds disgusting and perverted. Hey, you guys share. Sorry, there's this one sparrow that's being a bully to a finch. Nice montage of the tunes now in true Looney style, kicking the monster's asses. Okay, I love the bull. The bull is so adorable and I love him and I just want to cuddle him and he is so cute. Hey, don't handle Marvin the Martian like that. Fucking asshole. Cool, so now Stan's in the game. And then Stan gets squished. Wait, how did Bill Murray get down there? They have to have a fifth player or they have to forfeit. And Bill Murray, who has spent the entire time trying to convince somebody to let him play in the NBA, just magically shows up. I love it when Swackhammer, who is played by Danny DeVito, says, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. Because you know that had to happen all the time. I forgot about that. Because, you know, then, of course, the question is, how did Bill Murray get there? And he's just like, yeah, producer's a friend of mine. Teamster just dropped me off. Don't ever trust a nerfling. Win by a stretch. I love that they wait till there's ten, ten seconds left in the game to tell Michael Jordan, oh, yeah, by the way, you can, like, stretch yourself out. Do whatever you want. Yeah, why do you take it from that guy? Like... Even when you were tiny, he, he still was using you to run everything, so all you had to do was just quit and he would be screwed. Yes, you do have to give the talent back. It's not yours. They are loony enough. Let him stay. Dude, just touch the ball. Like, you don't have anything to lose at this point. Who cares if it's glowing? And then Michael goes back to the bulls. Alright, that was Space Jam. Yay, the one that we actually like. If you watch the second one, but not the first one, just trust me. Go watch the first one. If you watch the first one and not the second one, you know what? You just keep doing you. Thank you all for listening, and I will be back, hopefully on a fairly regular schedule, with another episode. Bye!